Welcome to Spirit for Success, a podcast for kick-ass ladypreneurs with spirit, smarts, sass, and style who want to succeed at business, life, and love with ease and grace. Want to see what other fabulousness we have in store for you? Go to spirit, the number four, success.com. That's www.spiritforsuccess.com. Now to your kick-ass and sparkly hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Therese. And welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about something really exciting that could really absolutely shift everything for you in terms of manifesting what you want, making it ease and grace in your business. So we're talking today about willpower versus real power. So I'm going to hand it over to Therese because she's got a really awesome story that I think would be perfect to talk about this. <laughs> going right into that, huh? Going uh-huh. right into the story. I see how you're doing it. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to, before I get into the story, I want to just do a quick definition of what Rach and I call willpower versus what we call real power. So willpower is, I would say, we, we would classify that as using the mind to force what you want to have happen into being. Like I will it into being just by sheer thinking about it, this this laser vision that I've decided I'm going to have a six-figure business and I'm just honing in so hard with my mind on that and seeing how I can manipulate the environment into my favor. Let me add to that. Uh, it's mind, but then it's followed up by huge amounts of action. Action, 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 action. I'm going to make this happen. And the problem with that is burnout, among other things. Anyway, continue. Tell us what real power is. Right. And willpower, it doesn't work because it, it's about force, struggle, and strain. Mm. And Rach, you actually pointed this out, that it comes with lack thinking. Oh, massively. It's If, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And I, I hate that statement. Well, hate's a very strong word. I really dislike that statement because it sets people up to think that they've got to do all of the work and it completely misses the point of engaging the rest of your team. Right. And we would say that real power is about co-creating, co-creating with the universe that, you know, that they're actually conspiring to get you what you want. And when we talk about real power, we're talking about including the four intelligences that we work with. So spirit intelligence, mind intelligence, heart, soul intelligence, and body intelligence, using the whole package together, synergistically, I love saying that word, (laughs) (laughs) love saying synergistically, to align to allow to embrace what's coming and surrender there's a bit of surrender too oh yeah that one thing that sometimes I still struggle with and let's be honest I'm human yeah and I know that I need to allow and embrace and even just recently I've caught myself trying to control control is a willpower thing it's very much just mind intelligence yeah and I'm finding in order for me to step out into a space of feeling ease and grace I've got to trust I've got to relax. I've got to allow. I've got to embrace everything as it is right now, which means being in the moment and not thinking about all the things that I have to try and control or change or move in order to get where I want to go. Right. And we've come to this understanding, I I feel like as a group, that we understand that we can't control the outside world. Like I can't control how other people think or react or, uh, but I can control myself. But there is a point where, where we are controlling ourselves from more of a 
manipulative standpoint mm-hmm. than a manifesting standpoint. Very much so. And part of the reason for that, and this is where the lack thinking comes in, it's because there's a feeling of safety when you know what's coming. And I can, I mean, just recently, the I've been, well, <laughs> let me be honest, we've been trying to have a baby. Mm. And in that, I've, I'm so used to, if, it, if it's meant to be, it's up to me, that's that old program. And I found that playing out in this, where I knew what I had to do, mm-hmm. right? So I start planning. Well, I know where I'm going to be fertile, so we'll have sex about then. <laughs> it's so mechanical. Right. And it wasn't. We didn't do it just for the sake of it. We did it because we enjoyed it. But there was that back end behind the brain thing going, well, you know, we're doing this for another reason too. Mm-hmm. And then looking at, okay, well, if it happens this month, then then this is what the rest of my year is going to look like. And I'm going to have to plan for just in case I get morning sickness. And so, it, so all of this stuff, which is all control mm-hmm. so that I can minimize or mitigate anything that could prevent me from getting where I want to be. So success and all of that stuff. So for me, I was trying to control everything, trying to know everything ahead of time so that I can handle it. But that's not working with the universe. That's not trusting. No. Trusting is going, it'll happen when it happens. Right. And trusting is a present moment activity. So one of the things I can say about your example is that you projected too far into the future. (laughs) You can't put trust in something that's not actually happening yet. It's so far in the future that you actually can go into anxiety about it. Absolutely. Because and there's attachment. Yeah. There's attachment to the outcome. There's attachment to once you set your mind to it and this is the plan and, okay, well, this is what needs to happen by this date at this time. And, and when it doesn't happen to your plan, then there's disappointment and heartache and all the stuff you need to go through. So as another example, more business oriented, when I was in my business prior to doing Spirit for Success with Therese. I was very much in the mind intelligence. I would plan things out. I would go, right, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to do it. And it was all, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Very much make it happen. was the, And that's what you learn through a lot of personal development is to make it happen. I took a lot of action. I did a lot of things that I thought were the logical things to do. The logical things that other professionals were telling me, well, this is how you market your product. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. I was listening to all of them and getting stuck in overwhelm, falling over myself, things weren't getting done, and then I'd try again. So I would do this push, 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 struggle, stress, strain, burnout, fall over, (laughs) and do it again. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Let's be honest. Very honest. It doesn't work. It took me eight years to then step into doing a business with ease and grace, partnering with the universe. The universe is now, and our team in spirit, are one of our business partners. Yes. We consult with them all the time. Yes. We listen to what they're saying. If it doesn't feel good, we don't do it. If it feels great, we follow through. It's a very different way to work because now we're working with all four intelligences and this business is practically building itself. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> it is. And it's magical. And I, you know, you know me, if you've been listening to this at all, yeah. you know, I love that little keyword there. Um, also, one of the things I wanted to point out is that willpower, so only focusing with the mind, is very much reliant on the physical realm. And our team was talking to us about the probability of error. Yeah. And error, the probability of error exists in the physical realm. So if you're only relying on that, there is a chance that error will occur, meaning you'll misread the situation. Uh, you won't have all the facts. The facts will line up a one way and you'll get a different result than what you expected. You make wrong decisions or what you would think are wrong with decisions. They take you the long way around. That's exactly what happened in my business first time around. And when you include 
the four intelligence, when you're working with all of your uh, systems, all of your intelligence together, you include the non-physical where there is no probability of error. There is no error from the non-physical perspective. They see the whole thing. So that's why sometimes you get counterintuitive information. And what it means to be counterintuitive is that the outside world tells me that if I take this action or do these steps, that I should have X result. And what's counterintuitive is that you'll get from the non-physical or from intuition or source energy, you'll get a, no, don't do that, do this instead, which looks like it's going to take you in a different direction, but actually it lines you up with what you want. Maybe we should start calling that counter logic because it's not counterintuitive. Intuition is telling us where to go. It's counter logic. Mm. Logic's trying to tell us to do something different. So there we go. New term, new term, <laughs> counter logic. I do like that because it's so funny. I mean, we do call it I agree, because I, I don't feel that intuition fails us. Mm. Maybe it, we should call it intuition counter to logic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, counter logic is easiest. <laughs> it's shorter. We like short, short and sweet. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so when you're working with that uh, non-physical energy, you get the big picture. And they don't always give you the, the pieces. No. <laughs> They'll give you as much as you need to know in the present moment to either take action or wait. I was telling Therese just before we got on this call that sometimes when you know something's coming, it's very easy to get attached to it. Yeah. And then it feels like, and this is how I described it, was it feels like I know Christmas is coming, but I haven't been given a date. So Christmas is happening sometime in the near future, maybe a little bit later, maybe later in the year, but I'm seeing Christmas cards and I'm <laughs> seeing like Christmas decorations and it's like, well, come on universe, you're giving me the signs to say it's coming, but when's it actually going to get here? You know, stop fucking with me for God's sake. <laughs> but in that process, the thing that we're being asked to do is to trust that it's going to happen at the absolute perfect time. And Teresa was really good at talking about how like we were talking about how we want to get on stage someday. That's definitely what's in our vision. Now, if we were to get that opportunity tomorrow, we actually wouldn't be in a position to make the most of that opportunity because our business isn't ready. Right. So do we want to do this now while we're not ready and can't hit a home run? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to do it when we've actually got everything, all our other little ducks in a row, that it can be a massive smashing success? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I want the smashing success, which means – Every day, I just need to wake up and do the next thing and know that I'm on that road and not get caught up in when it has to happen or how it's going to unfold. Exactly. Exactly. It means present. And and sometimes... It's not always easy. You know, sometimes the present moment looks like you're as far away from what you want as you could possibly be. It came up yesterday in a talk with a friend that she felt like she was at a low point. And I got excited. I was like, you need to get excited. And she was you know, a little at first taking it back, like, why? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) And I said, because really good shit is about to start happening in your life. When you hit Mm. the bottom or the lowest point of a cycle, the only place you can go is up. So it doesn't look like you're moving forward sometimes. When you just stay present, it can look like you're stuck, like you're sitting there. It feels like you're at a stoplight for a while. But really and truly, you are moving forward. And you are moving towards your destiny. You can't avoid destiny. I mean, that's kind of why it's called destiny. You can choose not to participate with it, but you can't avoid it. Meaning that even if you're not participating with your destiny, your destiny is driving right next to you. Going, hey, (laughs) hey, remember? I'm here. (laughs) Remember we were going to work together? (laughs) 
and you can dr- keep driving away and ignoring it, but it'll follow you oh, around. Oh, you can't deny it. It's one of those things, like if it's something that's burning in your soul, if it's something that's really coming from that place, it's a done deal. It is. It's just a matter of time. That's all it is. And we in this human world, we've gotten so used to instant gratification and that's what we get caught up in. It's like, well, I've decided I want it now. I want it now. Yesterday even would be great. Mm-hmm. But we're missing out on the gold and the fairy dust and the sparkles in the journey in the everyday in building of the thing that we're creating like our business like I wouldn't miss some of this stuff for the world because I'm enjoying the fun of it playing with it and I know it's going to grow into something bigger in its own time yeah in fact there was this great quote I found this morning from Mahatma Gandhi and the quote was people often become what they believe themselves to be If I believe I cannot do something, it makes me incapable of doing it. But when I believe I can, then I acquire the ability to do it, even if I didn't have it in the beginning. Mm. Which was, I was like, this is potent. This is powerful. I have to share it. I shared it with people. But that got me to think about belief equals being. And they both start with the word be. Mm. (laughs) And to be is to be in the moment. You cannot be in the future and you cannot be in the past. Well, you can try, but it won't get you very far. (laughs) It really won't. Yeah, being in your being, being in your being is a present Ooh, like moment that. activity. There you go. <laughs> There's another quote. Write that down. Being <laughs> in your being is a present moment activity. Ooh, yeah. I need to remember that. <laughs> I need to remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Now, now one of the I remember we were talking when we were talking about this topic oh, a week or so ago. There was this brilliant story um, that kind of iterates how to really work with real power in manifesting and it was that story about the sapphire can you share that now because I want to I want to talk about that (laughs) okay so this is this is a fun story I was uh this was years ago I was reading E Squared by Pam Grout it's a great book if you haven't read it I recommend it highly and it's about manifesting and it has a lot of different little scientific experiments and this is really a great book for people who haven't really invested, uh, investigated manifestation yet. But she gives you these little experiments to do, and usually they have time limits on them so that you can get a response from the universe within a smaller period of time rather than leaving it open-ended. And one of them, one of the experiments, is to manifest something physically into your life within 48 hours. And so the, the idea is that you choose something that you believe you can attain, Right. So you don't make it so far fetched that you can't believe it. it. You know, if I was to say I want to manifest a Porsche, but I don't believe that I can have that, I'm not going to be able to manifest it in a short period of time. So when I read that experiment, my mind sort of erased all options. And the only thing I could think about was manifesting a sapphire, which was weird for many reasons, one of which is I didn't really believe it. <laughs> so I was like, dang it, why am I choosing this? Two, I don't really love sapphires as a gemstone. It's not like one of my personal favorites. Like I'd much rather manifest a diamond than a sapphire. Oh, wouldn't we all? <laughs> and uh, so it was funny. I couldn't shake it. So I put it down. I wrote it in the notebook. I was like, okay, within 48 hours, I want to manifest a sapphire. Now, the caveat was be as specific as possible because the universe has a good sense of humor. And if you're not specific, you'll manifest something different than what you asked for. So I thought, okay, how could I be as specific as possible? I want it to be two inches big, which also takes a lot of balls. I'm like, first of all, I'm (laughs) trying to manifest a semi-precious stone that's two inches. But okay. 
Two inches is big in this case. I know. So I want it to be two inches big. I want it to be something I can hold in the palm of my hand and I can take with me. I get to keep it. And I thought, there's no way. There is no way I'm not being specific here. (laughs) So I wrote that down and put it in my book. And that night I was like, why? Why did I choose this? So I went on Pinterest and I scrolled through pictures of sapphires to see if I could get into alignment with it. And I found some pretty ones on there. And I was trying to find meaning, like maybe it was connected to some message I needed to hear. And there, there was no message for me that did, they don't really have a super specific meaning. I think they represent royalty, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Princess Therese, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to bed, woke up the next day, my husband and I go uh, went out to the grocery store. And this particular grocery store is one of those one-stop shopping type of places where they've got furniture and groceries and clothing and a jewelry store. And I know it's just weird, but we have those out here. (laughs) So we go in and I see the jewelry store and I say to my husband, I'm just, I just have to look, I just have to look and see what they have over there. I don't even know if they have two inch sapphires. And he's like, okay, meet me at the grocery aisle. I'm like, okay. So I go in, look at the sapphire collection and they're all the really dark blue kind that I don't like. And they're all pretty small and pendants and earrings and stuff like that. I'm just looking at them going, why? Why did I choose this? And one of the salespeople walks over and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, do you actually carry other colors of sapphire other than the dark blue? And she's like, well, we consider those specialty stones and we don't carry them regularly in the store. We only have them during trunk shows. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, we're actually having one next week. Do you want an invite? I'm like, no, that's okay. And she goes, well, here, just take this postcard with you in case you change your mind. I'm like, thank you. So I take the postcard, holding it in my hand. And what's on it? A (laughs) two-inch sapphire. She told me I could take it and keep it. And I'm holding it in my hand. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. And I did it within less than 48 hours. But it was just, it made me laugh because... It was, I thought I was being really specific and they still figured out a way around it. I I mean, I still could have specified more as what they were showing me, which was really fun. But part of the reason we brought this up, and I'll let Rach take this, but was how I worked with manifesting. Yeah. So over to you. Yep. I love this example because I know that I've done this thing where I've decided what I want to manifest. And for me, I've gone, okay, universe, this is what I want. Now you've got to bring it to me. But I wasn't necessarily taking every action I could in order to open up as many doors for that to come through. So what I loved about this story is Therese actually went looking for. She spent time looking at sapphires, really focusing on them so they're very much in her awareness. But she also went looking for the sapphire at the the grocery store because there was an opportunity that it could come to her that way. So I find this a lot in myself and other people when they're working on manifesting they're not opening up all the doors. Mm. There's this underlying, well, universe, you need to prove it to me that you can bring this to me and not giving it every opportunity. So when you are lining up to it, you're lining up to it through your actions, through your focus, through the many things you could possibly do that'll bring this thing to you. Yes. And then you're increasing the chances of it coming to you faster. Yes. A lot faster. I had unintentionally, but intentionally aligned to my probability of receiving it. It was like, what's another way to put it? I I mean, I guess if I was talking in terms of acting. Yep. And 
I wanted to audition or I wanted to be in film, what's the most likely way that I would get cast in a film? If I audition for films, if I were to say, say to the universe, I'm an actress and I want to be on film and then only audition for plays <laughs> or stage work, you know, then I'm not putting, I'm not giving myself the opportunity. It's like increasing the probability of success by getting as close to it as possible. Yeah. And then allowing it to come in whichever door it comes in. Right. So it's the same with um, even in our business. Anyway, there's a lot of different ways that we can connect with our ideal clients. So we do the ones that feel good to us. We don't try to force ourselves to do something that doesn't feel good. Right. And in by, by taking that action, like doing this podcast and doing the other things that we're doing, we're opening up as many doors as possible for at the universe and our team and spirit to bring in our ideal clients so we can build this community and everything we want to do. And it's happening easier because we're doing that action. But we're not attaching anything to the action either. We're doing the podcast because we love doing it. We know it's opening a door, but we're not standing at the door going, right, where are they? Where is everybody? Why aren't there more people coming in? (sighs) We're not doing that. We're accepting and allowing it to just be what it is and do what it does and enjoy doing it while we do it. I can feel like as we're saying this, I can feel someone saying, but isn't that cheating? Like if it was truly manifesting, wouldn't it just appear? <laughs> isn't that just doing the work? So if, glad you asked. <laughs> if you just show up and uh, it, so if, if Therese, you know, wanted to manifest a stone and then she goes to a jewelry store and buys it, isn't that cheating? That's not manifestation. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's if you were to just go and buy it, well, then you obviously at some point got the resources to buy it. Right. But that is something you can do. It's more like when there's something you don't physically have the resources to go and attain that you really work with the universe and go, okay, well, I can't attain this on my own. So I'm going to need your help. Stretch yourself. That's where you start to Mm co-create. You've already got the resources to go and get it. By all means, go and get it. That's not stretching. But I still (laughs) feel like that. That's I still feel like that's a form of manifestation. It just means you were in alignment. Just because the cash came out of your pocket doesn't mean you didn't manifest it. Agreed. It was the right place, right time. Like you know, if you had said I want a two-inch sapphire, and then you went to the jewelry store, and boom, there's a two-inch sapphire, and you liked it, and you bought it. That's still manifestation to me. Agreed. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Because you wouldn't find it if you weren't lined up with it. Exactly. It wouldn't be there. You could go to 15 jewelry stores and never find what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. So there is still co-creation, still manifestation in that scenario as well. And one of the things that our team told us is that when you intend to manifest, to co-create with them, they go 90, you go 10. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that a lot of people expect the universe to go the full 100. Like they're going, you're going to put it out there and say that you want this and they're going to like ding dong deliver it straight to your door like suddenly someone's like knock 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 here's a box with a sapphire in it (laughs) wouldn't that be nice and not saying that couldn't happen but yeah (laughs) yeah it could possibly happen but that would require so much belief on your part that would require they're saying that from their perspective you would actually have to provide the energy for that to happen meaning they've got most of the energy to bring it but that extra energy that belief that it will happen. And it's belief, like that is full on belief. Yes, it is. That's not just, oh, I believe that's possibly true. It's no, I absolutely believe that without a shadow of a doubt, this will absolutely happen 100%. You've got to be in that level of belief for something that requires so much energy and shifting and changing and moving things to get something like that to you. 
Right. And if you think about it, that's still you doing the 10%, that actual no doubt to get there. So in the meantime, the the 10% that they're referring to is aligning to it as much as possible. If you want jewelry, be go to a jewelry store, you know, be near it. That doesn't mean you'll get the jewelry from that jewelry store, but you're definitely getting closer to it. You're in the vibrational space of it. It feels more probable to you because you are in closer proximity to that item. Yeah, and belief plays a big part of that too. It is. So we've talked about the the stronger the belief, the easier it is for things to line up. So in the case of like you're building your business, you've got a belief that you should be doing what you're doing and you love what you're doing and you want to grow it. Now, how strong is the belief that you can get clients, that you can have 10 clients or a maxed out booking schedule? What is your belief in that? Mm -hmm. And are you opening up as many doors as possible? So are you doing all the marketing that feels good to you? Because if you're not, then you're not providing the opportunities to make it an easier and quicker route for yourself. And on top of that, if you don't have a strong belief or a fairly decent belief, then you're creating lag time in that as well because you might be putting out 80% yes and 20% no. So that's going to be playing out in what comes to you and how quickly it comes to you too. And possibly your plan is not clear enough. You haven't been specific enough yet. I can see that in my own case in businesses that I've had where when I got more specific about what it is I wanted to create, not so specific that I'm literally deciding what it looks like, but specific enough to say, I need to make this much per month and I know that this much comes from one resource and this much comes from another and I want to increase one or the other and that's it that's a very specific intention then you're you're giving the universe a place to go if you're not seeing any growth in your business it's possible you're not being specific enough yet you're just wanting it which is different than directing it Mm. helping direct that energy yeah exactly we're really good at giving like our, our top tips. So shall we boil this all down <laughs> to our top five tips for manifesting in our businesses based on re- willpower versus real power, <laughs> including focus and everything we've really just covered. Mm, yeah, let's do it. I love the top five. So top let's five. See if we can make this happen. Manifesting a top five. Okay. <laughs> all right. So t- what do you think would be tip number one or even step number one? I think you, you kind of just covered it a minute ago. Okay, you're going to have to say it because I, I was in the zone. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're so on. <laughs> um, it's, it's having a clear and specific intention. Yes. Have a clear and specific intention. What is it you – and you can bring it right down to the grassroots level. When you're creating a product, you may not know what the product is going to look like, but you can set the intention as to what you want it to achieve. Yes. And then, then you're co-creating with the universe to go, okay, this is what I want to achieve. Now I'm going to create some space to allow you to help inspire me with what that thing then starts to look like. Yeah. So a clear intention, specific intention. Did you want to add to that? No, that that's a good one. I would say number two would be alignment. So that whole idea of they go 90, Ooh, yes. you go 10. So think about what it is that you want. Now, get closer to it. And sometimes that means just be in more physical proximity. If you want to be a writer, start with places where you feel like a writer, even if it's going to a bookstore, Mm. being around more books, going to a writer's workshop, being around people who want to do it, reading about people who do what you want to do. 
that's aligning to it. It really is. It can be as simple as laying in your bed and reading about, you know, J.K. Rowling or somebody like that who inspires you and makes you feel like it's more possible for you. Yeah. So that expands, that it helps you expand. Yep. And aligning in taking action. Maybe this is the, like taking more action, opening more doors. Um, If you want to build your business, how many doors have you got open? How many things are you doing that are welcoming and inviting more people in? So taking those actions. And when I say that, the caveat is focus on the actions that feel good, the ones that feel aligned, that feel easy, that feel like you could just get into your flow and go, yep, I got it. Right. Do that. Exactly. So sometimes that action is I am too tired to do anything, but I can lay in bed and, you know, scroll through Facebook and look for writers groups or something like that. Mm. Or just visualize my first book being a bestseller. That's all action. Exactly. So it could be a super easy action. The next thing I would do is allow, if you haven't yet, allow for the idea that you are co-creating with the universe, that they are involved. Partner up. See, see the universe as your business partner or even your partner in life, your wingman, whatever. As long as you're, what you would do with a best friend or a, a business partner is sit down and go, okay, well, this is what I'm intending to do. Are you willing to help me? Actually, you don't even need to ask the question. It's just, hey, I need you to do this part of it because I can't do the back end of lining people up and all that sort of stuff, but I can open the door and invite them. Absolutely. And that's why our team, I mean, that's why we refer to our team in spirit as our team. They are our partners. They are multiple departments in our business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. And it's good. It makes it easier. It feels nice to have a, um, a business partner who has such a bird's eye perspective. So we're like down in the mosh pit and we can see where we can move through between people and, and where the side of the stage is, but we can't see the big picture. So we're constantly looking to our team to provide the big picture and go, okay, is this the best direction? Should we do this now? Should we do this later? What do we need to do now? So that we're getting that guidance and it's making things a lot easier energy-wise, time-wise, just feeling that support allows us to relax more into our business flow. Exactly. And I I mean, so part of it is being willing to let go of the outcome even more. So practicing <laughs> detachment. That's tip number four or five. Where are we at? <laughs> I think it's four, could be five. I think it's four. Well, if we're wrong, we're like making this now four. So tip number four is to surrender, allow, embrace, whatever is. Detach from what you think the future is going to look like. Because when you do that, you're allowing the best future to come through. And some, you know, and you, if you go and you listen to stories of people telling their stories of how they got there. Every single one of them says, I could never have imagined this. It was not what I expected. Mm. Every one of those stories is, it wasn't what I expected, but it's better. Yep. Is always the tagline. And what did these people have to do to experience it? They had to detach from what they thought it was going to look like. Yep. It doesn't mean, when you detach, it doesn't mean that you don't keep going. It just means that you go and if you suddenly get pulled hard to the right you go with that too there's a really good book that I read that that just is such a great example and it's helped me to surrender a lot more than I was doing before clearly I need a bit more work but we I'm a work in progress but it's called the surrender experiment by Michael Singer Mm. and he talks about how he literally just kept surrendering just kept letting life determine what he was doing next he just wanted to 
stay in his little forest and meditate every day, but life had some bigger plans for him. And at every point, it expanded into this big, massive, multi-million dollar business. And he had to just keep surrendering. And it took him on the wildest journey he could never have planned. And even I've experienced that this year with, you know, the source for shift technique. That wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on my list of things to create <laughs> this year. And then here it is. So even in our own lives, we've got these these prime examples of where you just surrender and allow it to come in, allow the magic, allow the miracles, and they show up when you're not so focused on how things are meant to be that you squeeze out the universe and co-creation. Yeah. It reminds me of that movie, uh, Yes Man, with Jim Carrey. <laughs> yep. A willingness to say yes opens you up. It opens you up to so much more than than you think, right? It pushes you. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes you grow. Oh, massively. Accelerated. And even though that, that movie is ridiculous, <laughs> but there is a kernel and truth in it, of truth in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be here as this team together having this podcast if we hadn't both said yes Mm. to it because it wasn't on our radar either I mean we talk about that a lot in this podcast how we didn't expect (laughs) this but it's because it's such a profound experience that we can share with you Mm. for us yep it just felt good so we kept saying yes to the next thing well let's try this this feels good oh she's inspired to let's do this thing great let's do that that's how it's run yes and in comparison to to my other businesses this has been so easy like so easy and it's hard to describe the contrast of that to this yeah and i, I our goal with this podcast is to share with you our experience in the formula for which we're approaching it and also to have a record (laughs) I listen listen to the podcast and I'm like oh yes that's right more trust more trust more trust which is always number five in my book is yeah more trust trust. I mean that's the one that underlies all of it it is really about trust more self-trust more trust in the universe trust in the the bigger energies Uh, yeah no sorry to interrupt but it makes me want to share the story (laughs) of that um that video that oh yeah, yes, 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 please, on please, Facebook. please. Okay, so there's this great video, um, and if you're friends with me on Facebook or or Spirit for Su- Success, we might even actually have posted it there. We'll post it again. It's this really cute video, and it's just heartwarming. But there's this boy. He's like a little Japanese boy, and he's doing gymnastics, and uh, he is running towards this high jump. And the idea is that he'll run, jump, do the splits over it, and land. So he goes for it four times using sheer willpower. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And he always misses. He near misses. And at this point, the boy is going for try number five. I I don't know why he keeps going. I'm so happy he does. But he's like in tears. And he's, but he's determined to do this. And his teammates come over and surround him in a circle. And they all chant together. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can. And this is where the non-physical comes in because it started out with a solo person trying to will it to happen. And then this group energy came in and the group energy includes the non-physical. They just imbued him with this energy of I can. And so the boy goes back and he runs and he nails it he even gets air (laughs) over this giant block that he's trying to jump over and that was a group effort it was it was the group giving him energy it was him trusting that that energy would work it was working with something greater than himself that helped him do it and and I think that's where 
And that, to me, is a beautiful image of real power versus willpower. Yeah. Kind of bringing it all home. Massively. And one thing I want to sort of say to wrap up this session is instead of this statement or the, well, it's supposed to be an inspirational quote. If it's meant to be, it's up to me, which really does say I do it all on my own is to change that to, if it's meant to be, it's up to me and my team. (laughs) So that you're inviting and asking the universe and even your friends around you, your business partners or whoever, to be a part of co-creating the success that you're wanting. Yeah, because we're really truly in a different time frame with this. It's a new world in terms of what success looks like. There was a time, an old paradigm where success was very individual and it was me versus you. Mm. And we're really moved into a time where it's me and you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Together we ascend. <laughs> really... Really big message. Beautiful. Okay, so let's wrap up today. Thank you very much for participating and playing along with us. We enjoy having these times to spend with you. So I I had something I was going to say. It was really profound and now it's completely left my head. (laughs) Maybe it's because we've said it all. We've said it. (laughs) Maybe I have. I have. Yeah, I'm done apparently. I'm done. (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Thank you very much for joining us and – Until next time, relax. We've got this. Thanks for listening to the show. We loved having you. Come join our kick-ass community on Facebook. It's called Kick-Ass Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. To get all the latest from Rach and Therese, go to www.spirit.com the number four success.com again that's spirit for success.com until next time relax we got this